0: Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title Fallout. Amen. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence, broken vessels, wounded by life, wounded by circumstances, wounded by doubts and fears. Oh, most Heavenly Father, we glorify you. Glorify you, and we praise you in advance for breakthroughs, for healings for restoration, Restoration restorations, for freedom in who you say we are, Lord. Many of us in all these countries that have freedom, let us not be all puffed up and proud and waving our banners, saying we are the only ones. Let us come together, Father God, one body, one mind, one church, praising the holy, holy God you are. Without division, Father God, break open the yoke of greatness and your love and your nature and pour it on us all. Bathe us, Father God, in the forgiveness and in the blood, the blood, the cleansing blood of Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice of sending your only begotten son, Father God, and let his grace and compassion fall on us today and touch us in every part of our lives. Jesus name. Forgive us for anything that could be held against us in the courts of heaven by Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts absolve and acquit us from any of those charges, anything in our bloodline. Redeem us in the timeline, Father God, of where we've made that mistake, Father God, and habitually went right back to that same sin. Redeem us in our timeline. We ask forgiveness of how we were thinking at that very moment forgive us Father God for those sins forgive us for that nature of us choosing our flesh instead of saying yes to you and remove it from us and let us step into your greatness your abundance your overflow in Jesus mighty name we pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit both now and ever and to ages of ages praise God fallout, fallout, you know, falling from grace and being on the chase, you know, uh, uh, to being left for dead, you know, imagine this, that you're watching, you know, one of those, you know, flicks, you know, movies where you know, someone is is running through the city from a pursuer. You know, you're crashing through obstacles, through through obstructed areas and, and curtains and fruit baskets and, and things are flying everywhere. You're jumping. This person is jumping and, and, and clumping and, and clanging and, and running and falling. And then maybe there's some little parts where they have to fight this pursuer off, you know, just to fight them off to survive and run away again. And then they finally get away and they get away again. They're crashing through windows. They're crashing through this. They're running all over this place, all over this city. They're just running. And then finally, then running off into the woods. Finally, there's this clearing way off, way off, just way off and way out. They just keep running and running and running. And finally, they're running so far, they've ran into the woods only to find themselves. You know, all out there, and they just fall down, exhausted, trying to catch their breath. Though trying to catch their breath, they panically are looking around, looking around, just looking around fearfully. Can, can you imagine that? You've seen these kind of movies, right, where the person's running for some kind of pursuer, and and then finally they get to this point where they have lost the the trail, they've lost the pursuer. You know, they 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 just come to this moment, and they're like in this panic, and they're they're trying to get their wits about them. Okay, well, what's next? You you know, oh my god and it's just hard to you know get a hold of yourself now lost in the woods left for dead imagine this is you in your christian walk chased all over town clear out to the middle of nowhere just lost lost in the fear and the doubts that have chased you so far out you're lost and left for dead spiritually your hopes and dreams, the lack of them becoming a reality, have, have chased you out. And now you're lost. You've lost hope. Our hearts get hardened. You know, we habitually reject God's word. We reject God. Depression voices itself at the table. It follows us around and makes us bitter and tired. We are harsh and short-tempered and angry with ourselves and angry with others. We distance ourselves out of safety for them and and safety for ourselves. We distance ourselves. We build walls and we find a way to sulk, to just to sulk in this stuff and just to cope, just to cope by covering all the mess with this pattern of a day-to-day life. Distractions after distractions, sweeping everything under the rug. Only to burn the whole house down. Leaving the burner on as we drift off. As we drift off a ways. Numbed by disparity. Inviting rejections and abuse from every... uh, From even a squeaky door hinge. But nevertheless sitting on a cold floor even with the combination locked eyelids even with combination locked eyelids can you imagine the, the, there's a combination locked eyelids if you have just shut everything out but yet some rays of warming light peer in a gentle breeze moves the curtain back and the room fills with light Jesus has come the Holy Spirit has come. The Comforter has come. God's voice pierces through the plugged ears, through though gently. The earbuds fall out of the ears, and a song flows around these words repeated twice. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And that, and that, and that calm, still, powerful, small voice says to you, for there is hope. For there is hope for a tree when it's cut down, that it will sprout again, and its shoots will not fail, though its roots grow gold in the ground, and its stump dies in the soil. And, 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 and the stump dies in the dry soil. At the scent of water, it will flourish, and produce. Sprigs like a plant. Job chapter 14, verse 7 through 9. And everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, and guiltless. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. So, when all hope seems lost, you can come to John, John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. When we think about uh, Jesus' many miracles, they, they certainly are all inspiring to us. But what is truly notable about so many of them is not that what he did but the way in which he carried them out. So, so it is with his raising of Lazarus, a, a miracle that showed that Jesus is the one who truly has the power over life and death. Now Jesus could have, you know, intervened sooner. He, he could have come immediately at the request of his dear friends, Martha and Mary. Mary, You know, to heal their brother who had become gravely ill in in John chapter 11, verse 3. But Jesus delayed his departure to their home in Bethany for two days. And when he finally died, he set out for that. Amen. When he finally died, he set out for that. You know, he set out for that village and and Lazarus had already dead at this time. And that's found in John chapter 11, verses 6 through 14. All hope seemed lost when Jesus had finally arrived. And Martha, you know, comes up to him and says to him, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would have not died. In verse 21. But even if in her sorrow, Martha acknowledged that her, her father uh, could grant uh, Jesus all things and that her brother would have be raised on the last day, even when all hope seemed lost, at, at, least, at least here on earth, believers in Christ Jesus always have that hope. They all, we always have that hope of the resurrection to come. Martha affirmed that hope when when she, upon Jesus' inquirer, proclaimed her belief that, that indeed he is the resurrection and the life. Amen. But as Jesus leads us into proclaim that, the, that future hope, he also shows that he can and does act to restore our hope. He does. He does. He does act to restore our hope in the realm of, of the here and now. When all hope seemed lost in the sister's greed, Jesus commanded that the stone be rolled away, that Lazarus, upon command, was raised to life. Yes, Jesus could have uh, you know, healed him while he was yet alive, and that in itself would have been a great act of healing but he waited until all hope seemed lost. Until all hope seemed lost to carry out this act that was far, far greater. In a similar way, Jesus uh, often, you know, deals with us, maybe with you right now, and maybe you felt like you were on that cold floor like we spoke of earlier, with combination locked eyelids, shutting everything out. Maybe we have a major crisis situation that comes into our lives and, and you know, and, and we wonder, as did Martha and Mary, Mary, as to why Jesus hasn't acted sooner, why Jesus hasn't acted sooner about the resolution that we would, you know, have hope for. But as our Lord often allows a situation to get to the point when hope seems lost, This he does, however, to test our faith in him and to bring, you know, to bring us to our knees, to where we are meant to be all along. Then as Israel once saw at the Red Sea, as the, as the crowds saw when they were, uh, when Lazarus was raised and when he, uh, he acts divisively, he acts uh, decisively, I'm sorry, as, as, as he does for us. Far more abundantly than we can ask for or think. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He acts decisively as he does for us, far more abundantly than we can ask for or think. Truly, when he does this, he shows himself again and again to be the Lord who proclaims, I am the resurrection. In the life amen amen praise God so if you did feel like you're that person who's been chased around in a city and you can see the dramatization of that and you can see just running and knocking over stuff and and, and it was seen and and, it, and you felt like it made you a fool or you looked like you were in panic whether you were panicking over the bills whether you were panicking over the, what you had gotten the, uh, the you know the you know the results back from the doctor or or you know some kind of a thing like that or the eviction notice or you know just all this stuff or you found out how much debt you were in you maybe you found out that your you know your husband or your wife was cheating on you or maybe you found out that you know your kid had ran away or that they'd done something in their life or they're doing drugs or or something like that or whatever it may be that chased you all around town freaking out Only to end up lost in the woods. Anxious, full of anxiety. Only to everything to just keep piling up where it got, you got desperate, you got depressed, you got weighted down and pushed down anymore and the enemy is out there to kill, steal and destroy. And he took your faith away. He took your joy away. He took your hope away. He locked you on that cold floor with a combination on your eyes to not see the light that's been in your life. It's hard to see the light when our eyes are shut. God shows up in many, many miraculous ways in our lives when our eyes are shut and we don't see it. And even out of rebellion and and hardening our hearts, we sit on that cold floor, shutting our eyes. I don't want to hear the word of God. I don't want to hear that message. I don't believe that anymore. I see stuff in the world happening. How come it's happening? We lose loved ones. But truly... When he does this, when he allows you to go through this, when, when whatever you're, uh, you made some decisions, maybe even, and, and, you know, uh, God says, okay, have it your own way, but there you are on this cold floor and it maybe maybe not, maybe you listened to what other people had to say or whatever it may be, maybe just life showed up and it just got you. Now you're just, the, the end result is here. You're on this floor, no matter how you got there. Lost hope. He shows himself again and again to be the Lord who proclaims I am the resurrection and the life. He that comes to me. Yeah, I am the light of the world. Will you let him light up your life right now? Amen. Maybe you flickered out and you need a light. Maybe you flickered out and maybe you just got to this burnout thing and you need to be relit. Maybe this message can relight you up to know that Jesus is exactly who the Bible says he is. The God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, in the fullness of who he is, shows up right now. <clears throat> shows up right now and adds fullness to your life. All you do is say yes to him. Imagine if, if Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. You just sit on that cold floor wrapped in those bandages. No, you come out. Jesus says, come out. Come forth. Come forth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, come forth. Be set free. Be made whole. I love that verse. It, it really uh, awakens us. And, and it's such, such a beautiful verse that we find in Job. And, and imagine all the stuff Job went through. And you find this in Job that uh, for there is hope. For there is hope for a tree. See, there's even hope for a tree when it's cut down. See, the tree is cut down. How amazing is that? Isn't that something? The tree is cut down. just the smell of what and the roots have dried up that the ground and has dried up the roots have gotten old and they've dried into the ground and, and and here it is it's just like there's been you know haven't been going to church haven't been doing things but the first smell the first smell of rain and you sprout up may you sprout up right now in the name of jesus may the healing greatness of god the father come into your life, in Jesus' name. Father God, we come into your presence and we ask you to move, to bring light to these dark situations that may be afoot to bring down every firmity, firmity, sickness, disease, death, whatever it may be, Father God, heal this person, make them whole. Whatever in their bloodline that's not straight, Father God, that there's some crookedness about you know, some kind of a health problem or whatever it may be, a financial problem, Father God, a relationship, problems in the relationship, strife in the home, addictions, alcoholism, whatever it may be, Free this person and every single person that's in their life right now. Touch them in Jesus' name. Let it be a theatrical firework show in their life that the Spirit just fills the air. The show of your grace, Father God, the show of your healing. And rain in our lives. Those of us who feel like we've been cut down, we've been cut down. It's been dry. We haven't been going to church. We haven't been listening to messages. We haven't been reading your word. But we smell your smell, the sweet aroma of your rain, Father God. Rain in our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, deliver us from ourselves and that negativity and the propensity to go back to those same things that we go back to. Sulking, self-pity, anger, speaking out of anger, holding grudges. Lord, we forgive those people right now. They come to mind right now and we say yes. Together, right now, we say yes, Father God, I forgive those people. Every single one of them, all seven of them. All nine, okay? There were nine, right? We forgive them in Jesus' name. We forgive them in Jesus' name. We let it go. It's all you, Lord. How can we be forgiven if if we don't forgive those people? Now forgive us, Father God, and set us free, and let us step into the fullness of who you say we are. In Jesus' name. Let that abundance come. Let that healing come, and let it be done. In Jesus' name. Like, like Elijah called fire down from heaven. We call this healing down. Whatever it is, financial, spiritual, physically, mentally, whatever it is, Father God, let your Holy Spirit come and intervene for us, intercede for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit both now and ever on ages of ages may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore there's light